<laughs> we need like a hype up song to get started. <laughs> Intro music. Da -da -da -da. All right. Welcome to the Coach's Corner. I'm V. I'm Coach Next. And Christine. And today we're going to jump on New Year's resolution and the whole bandwagon of New Year, New Me. And we're going to give you some handy tips on how you can set goals and how you can actually stick to your goals um, going forward in the new year. There's some really cool facts around it from the US and that's from discoverhappyhabits.com um, because we really want you to make sure that this year round you sticking to your habits, which is also why we are launching the 30-day Just Get Moving Challenge to make sure that you're jumping on an exercise each day or workout each day and really get you moving and stepping into those good habits. Um, but one of the strange facts is that according to a 2016 study, 41% of Americans who make New Year's resolution by the end of the year, only 9% <laughs> follow it through <laughs> so that's pretty shocking so we want you to do better um yeah and usually feel, those who yeah go I was just gonna say I feel like it's shocking but it's it's kind of like Obvious. it's very like it, it's kind of true um but even like even within like the first three months like you know back in like you know training people in gym days it was like you knew the the influx so it was like January, February people and like, like, you know, clients that were, you, I was training that, you know, trained with me throughout the whole entire year. And for years, they'd be like, oh gosh, here we go. It's like the gym just gets so busy. No one can find any equipment or machines. And it's like, they'll always say like, just wait till, till April, March, till when they all get over it. And it's so true. <laughs> I feel like often it's not even april or march you can literally see a drop off like after three weeks <laughs> just after a week <laughs> so true yeah so anyway that is science behind this and the study has found out after two weeks the number drops to 71 percent already after one month the number drops again to 64 percent and then after six months drops to 46 percent so about half follow through for six months that's pretty good effort like you can achieve a lot in six months but yeah I thought that was quite interesting and some of the reasons for failure who would have thought is that people set unrealistic goals also 33 percent of participants who failed didn't keep track of their progress surprise surprise and about one in ten people who failed said they made too many resolutions so we're going to help you today to figure out how you can actually set realistic goals don't set too many goals or too many resolutions and making sure that we're tracking progress, which is really handy when it comes to Vitruvian and exercising because we track everything for you. Right. That was a good plug. <laughs> ben That's told true. me off for not plugging Vitruvian too much. Oh, <laughs> Enough. <sorry>. Of course, <laughs> so of like, course. <laughs> we're going to cut this out. <laughs> Put it in the blooper reel and set, like put it into the, <laughs> the general chat. Yeah, literally. Um, mm. yeah, the most popular resolution for 2022 was 23% wanted to live healthier, 21% wanted to work on personal improvement and happiness, and 20% wanted to work on losing weight. 
And we want you to be successful on that. And that's why the Retrieving community is here to help you. And we will start with SMART goal setting. I'm sure everyone has heard about that before. What does SMART stand for again? Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So maybe we should just go through each one to clarify what each of these mean. So specific, like being super specific about what the goal is, even something like gaining muscle. That's a, that's a good goal. That's an amazing goal, but be specific. Are we trying to increase a certain percentage of uh, muscle mass? Are we trying to build a certain area? Be as specific as possible on what building muscle is for you. Is that building the legs, the shoulders? Be specific. Yeah, love it. Well said. And next well, one up is M. measurable. <laughs> yes. M. You go, you go, Ben. Um, measurable means that it's something that actually can be measured and tracked. Like companies have KPIs. How can you measure your progress? And when it comes to health and fitness, a really good tool of measuring progress would be progress photos tracking how you get stronger, making sure you're increasing your weights, making sure you're progressively overloading your training and then reflecting and looking back on, hey, in January I've done that, February I've done that, in March I want to achieve that and I want to get those numbers. So really important that you've got some numbers behind your goals. And I know not everyone's a numbers person, but it does help um, taking your measurements. And I love progress photos because I feel like it's so easy to get attached to measurements not dropping or the scale not moving and all those things. So progress photos are really, really cool because sometimes you think nothing has changed and then you look and compare to me like, whoa, so much has actually changed. So that's one of my favorite measurement to tools really. I like, um, it's so weird. Like I, um, you know, through like personal experience, like I've never wanted to like, have progress photos like I don't, I don't want to have photos of of myself like I've never thought like oh, I'd like it's just for like mental health kind of thing I don't want to do it for myself but then I when I think back on like how long I've been training for and the different things that I've like explored through my training journey and then I, I know that my body has changed so much like when I've done different training disciplines I kind of look back and I'm just like like damn it I wish I took photos like the photos aren't important to me but I've got no log of like how my body evolved and there's something about that that seems like really sad so um even though progress photos might not be something that's like important to you or or like you know everyone tends to think like I don't need to see me like lose weight or, or mm. anything like that it's not really so much more for that it's like one what you mentioned V it's like just being able to see like change because change isn't dramatic it's very gradual and just like having those like checkpoints of that gradual change is really good for keeping you motivated but also like you know as you go through your training journey like it's kind of a, a cool little scrapbook of like the things that your your body has adapted to and and, and like you know undergone so um just wanted to say that like you know because I know like some people are like yeah super iffy about progress photos I still am if you ask me to do a progress photo I'd be like oh no but um yeah, I don't like you know, them either I cut my head off or put an emoji over 
yes but even like it's like in a deep album in in like my phone it's like I'd really don't want to see see it it's like in the the bottom like hard to find pile um you can hide photos on iPhones now don't know about Androids but you can hide them on your out of your album so that if you give your phone to someone, they don't see your naked uh, progress photos. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's genius. See, that's a good experience. <laughs> um, uh, but on that note as well, it's really cool to compare lifting videos as well. I feel like mm. I remember lifting 80 kilos and I thought I was so badass. And then I look back at it and I'm like, oh my God, that looks shocking. <laughs> um, so that's a really cool tool as well to measure progress. Yeah. I. Um... So I, I like scrapped all my really, cause I was the same as you. I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not scared of lifting heavy, but my form wasn't great, but I just have no footage of it. Cause like, I think when I was starting to actually like care about like quality technique and actually wanting to learn, like, not just like how to do it, but why I, I deleted all my really poor looking for like videos because I was like really embarrassed and ashamed. But now I'm kind of like, damn it, I want to be able to like show that, you know, <laughs> I've come a long way and now I can't. Yeah. We, we believe you. <laughs> oh, that was shocking. <laughs> that was so bad. That was like good on me for not not have, not being scared of like putting the weight on but oh my gosh that was so bad yeah oh I've got heaps don't worry <laughs> we've all been there mm. the next one is a so attainable you know, my, for some reason I just think you know that the whole like impossible is not uh, is possible is that what Let's cut this out. We'll cut this out. Don't worry. I've completely butchered the, the saying. Okay, attainable. Um, yeah, like actually, um, what's the difference between this and realistic? It's sort of realistic. I've written down I was about to say realistic. relevant time bound. Oh, relevant. Okay, okay. Start again. And uh, attainable. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, attainable you can actually like like achieve it um like it's like it's realistic it's not um you know maybe saying like you know a goal would be I want to be able to squat 100 kilos by the end like you know but really like you you need to like learn how to lift properly first and like you know you can't really even like squat like 20 kilos like that's really unrealistic um another like another example would be you know saying that you're going to you know if your goal is body composition it's to be I'm going to lose like 10 kilos in in a month like that's really it's probably you can you can do it but the things that you need to do to to achieve it are quite damaging and so like you know that's not really realistic um, and then my last example would be, it literally just escaped me. Uh, oh, I just had it. The, the Carla walked past and she threw me off my thought process. I think under attainable, it's also like setting smaller step goals and not 
like you have the big vision at the end of the year yeah but making sure that we're having small steps each month to get to that big goal like you said like 10 kilos cool let's start with one drop one kilo then drop another one want to lift 100 kilos all right cool have you squatted with a bar before okay let's start you on goblet squats and then move to the bar and then move to 20 30 40 whatever kilo and slowly work up absolutely just to like jump on that it goes really well I know it's getting a little bit ahead but to be time bound because we may have like this really big goal for the year but then breaking it down into month chunks so if you do have this very very ambitious goal where again we want to be realistic but like what is realistic in a smaller time frame so you know this is the big goal what are the steps to get to that goal? And then what's a realistic time frame for each one of those steps? So like, what is the monthly, uh, what does the month uh, benchmark look like? What does the week benchmark look like? And just breaking it out into those tiny itty bitty pieces, because as we know, you know, days become weeks, become months, becomes years. And by the end of that year, that's when we want to really have that big goal uh, smashed out. So sorry, I got a little head, but... <laughs> they definitely go hand in hand in terms of like what's realistic based on what is the time constraint. Yeah. And even like on the day-to-day basis, like what do you have to do each day to get to your weekly goal, to get to your monthly goal? Um, I think time bond is probably one of the most important ones. And if you don't have a time frame in mind or break it down, then you're going to belong to those 60% or 50% falling off after six months for sure. Which leaves us with relevant so we've got r of the smart left (laughs) and i think relevant is making sure that whatever goals you're setting aren't the goals that you think you should be doing but aren't goals that you actually want to do and that suit your area in life like i think we always go through seasons in life and maybe a season is like i'm really focused on exercise this season or in the first quarter of the month and the next month i really want to focus on business or like studying or something So I think making it relevant to that period of your life is really important as well. I think like what you said earlier is like, you know, a huge summary of like what having a smart goal is in the first place. Like I think everyone is so used to, you know, if you are in like, you know, if you're a corporate professional, like, you know, you have like your 12 year goal, like, you know, your fiscal goal. Like, you know, everyone knows what that is. And then everyone reverse engineers, like, what does that look like quarterly? And what does that look like monthly? And then what does that look like, you know, down to the granular, you know, details? And I think, um, you know, when it comes to like personal life stuff, like whether it be like a fitness thing or a health thing or any of those kind of goals, like we, we tend to, we like the, the basics of the basics, have a look at what you want to achieve in that, that year have a look at what your signs are, like, you know, your milestones are that indicates that you're still working towards that and then start looking at things like in those bite-sized chunks. I think everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, thinks I'm going to change my life and that's really great. But if the change is so great that you don't try to think about doing these like bite-sized changes, it's like, you know, the body just wants to maintain equilibrium. So if you do something drastic to it, it's going to kind of turn around and bite you back. So it just kind of almost tricking it to be like, this is this small thing that I'm going to add that is now going to become a part of my life. And I think it's just the same for like, for everything, really. Um, hmm. Yeah, 100% agree. 
what do you two do um to get shit done or to plan ahead and break things down like I have my own little schedule that I'm happy to share Paola interested what you do um I'm a big list person I um love like old school like writing things down whether it's like on post-it notes I remember when I was going through like a really big like fitness slump and just like doing any kind of training was such a struggle. Um, I would have like a post, like a stack of post-it notes next to the mirror. And then I would just wake up. I would write, even if I was feeling super crappy, I'd write, I feel crappy. And then what I was going to attempt to do, go do that. And then I'd come back and put like another post-it on top of it saying like whether I did it um, and then how I felt. And then it was just really cool. Like, cause by I don't know, almost like a month and a half in, like the entire mirror was just like filled with like different color, like post-it notes. And it's just interesting going and looking back and being able to like track, wow, on this day, I felt super shitty. And I ended up like getting like a PR or, you know, this day I actually felt super energized, but blah, blah, blah happened. Mm. And just being able to like track that because we are going to have these like ups and downs and life's going to happen. And, you know, if someone's going to call and there's going to be news and you're going to have to pivot and just all like progress is like this. It's not through as much as we want it to be. It's just not. Um, and being able to kind of have like a record of it, similar to like the progress photos. Like I'm definitely in that boat where I probably don't want to post like a bunch of progress photos online, but even just having that record for yourself to be able to see how far you've come and celebrate those wins for yourself are just their game, they're truly are game changing. Like even when you don't think it will be important at that time, um, there's going to be some day down the line where you're going to be so glad that you did do that and you do have a record for it to look back on. 100%. Yeah. What do you do, Christine? Um, mine are a little bit different because I feel like they kind of play towards like my way of thinking. Um, I very much like to... Um, follow a system like follow a process and um I, I kind of go through this like nerdy route of like trying to get to the nitty-gritty details of like why something has to function or happen in that way and in that sequence and that's how I get by it um mm. so one uh one big thing for me is actually competing like not like a full professional state level or anything like that but even these like tiny like tiny um, comps. It's just like a way for me to have like a time-based um, like, you know, goal to be able to like adhere to to my goal. Um, that's kind of, that's one way I do it. I also um, will heavily like lean on coaching, like being a coach myself. Like I think people tend to like, you know, um, when, you, when you tell like people that aren't coaches that you are, a coach and you have a coach people are like oh what but you're a, like you're a coach like why do you need a coach I'm like I need a coach just as much as like like you need a coach like I I need someone to look after me I'm like especially yeah. when you look after a lot of people like sometimes <laughs> the the people that you tend to like not look after is like yourself because like you're busy yeah. doing that for everyone else um and so yeah I'm like you, I always tend to put like my needs um like you know on the back foot compared to everybody else so by having a coach they're the ones that keep me honest and keep me accountable and and I kind of like love giving 
giving the reins to somebody else because yeah I'm definitely not good at looking after myself for sure I feel you I've got three coaches one for nutrition one for training one for mindset so I feel like I'm covered off all all the things but I couldn't do it I need like the coaches and to bounce back and forward for and I the last thing I want to do is like think about what I have to do in the gym today I just want to look at the plan and do it and Mm. when I do my goal setting I'm a very visual person so I'm using all the colors and all the mind maps and all the paper and everything has to be on paper first and whiteboards I love my whiteboard and each month or if I have like a hectic period I have different colors for like personal life or work life and training and I mark it in different colors what needs to be done on each week and day and that's what I love doing and then I also recently discovered that Google Calendar is the best thing ever and everything's scheduled <laughs> Like I have to have it scheduled. If there's a deadline, I schedule it as a time block in like my Google calendar. And then it reminds me because I'm someone that has hundred million tabs open at all times. So I feel like I forget. And if it's not in my calendar, I'll forget. And that if I have dinner with my friends, I have to put it in my calendar. If I have, I don't know, training, I put it in my calendar. If I have boxing, I put it in my calendar. Otherwise I'm lost. <laughs> and that's, yeah. um, my mindset coach actually said to me the quote from Tony Robbins is like, if you talk about it, it's a dream. If you envision it, it's possible. If you schedule it, it's real. And it has worked like wonders for me, making sure everything is scheduled. But then you can still go off track and do other things, but just having a sort of to-do list scheduled in has really helped me. Mm. On the All back the end of um, you having, with you having, um, a nutrition coach I'm actually exploring the idea of having um, like a naturopath coach in the new year like just to do like blood work and stool samples hair samples just to, it's something yeah. I wanted to do for ages but I was like I think I just needed it's definitely one of the things that I'm always like yeah I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it I'm like so I'm de- I think I will definitely do it. do it in the new year I've done it for 12 weeks last year um yeah, just before December, I think I finished my 12 weeks with that coach. It was really, really good. Learned a awesome. lot. So me, send me the details so I can cut this out. <laughs> yeah, I'll <laughs> put them in the put them in the put them in the caption. Put them in the show notes. <laughs> cool. Um the next few topics are like realistic goals and open to change and then QA. And I think we're like that's probably all we can cover. Mm-hmm. do you want anyone jump in or yeah. just me <laughs> let's do like let's bump into q a because it'd be good to keep it like yeah. customer focused after doing that yeah cool yeah so i think in general it just comes down if we summarize everything setting realistic goals making sure you don't overcommit, make them relevant to you but while we are really cool and all are really good in scheduling things in also be open to change because life happens, things will need a pivot and you have to move around. So I think it's really important that while it's really, really good to have your goals set, that you're also accepting that they might change and pivot as life happens and things come up. But because we're here to answer customer questions as well, we had two really good ones come through this week. Um, One is how do you train your lats? I think we get that a lot. (laughs) Yes. Very, very, very common question. Um, 
I always like to go back to what do the LATs do? And one of the big things LATs do is humeral uh, adduction. So bringing that upper arm down to your side. So we have tons of row variations in the app. Um, and just by tweaking the form just a bit, instead of keeping the elbows out wide, but keeping the upper arm close to your sides and driving the elbows down to the hip, you get a lot more lat engagement. Um, so I love modifying rows that way. Uh, pullovers are a huge favorite of mine as well. Uh, does anybody else have any of the favorite lap exercises? I'm a big uh, fan of rows. Yeah. I think the kneeling row is one of my favorites. Like one, um, I think we call it single arm kneeling row in the app, that one. Um, I'm a big lying pullover person. I never was. I used like I used to hate training lats. Actually, it's probably because I it was my weakest probably movement. Um, it's now definitely not my weakest movement. But I love like a a lying a prone pullover um, where you're like lying on the bench. I I feel like lying on the bench is the best one for me. Um, and just kind of like drawing the arms like over it's more like isolated um lats rather than like a compound movement um I feel like that's been like a huge game changer for me like just even in like overhead shoulder stability like mm -hmm. um and this year I gave my actually not this year during the pandemic I, I was um being in Melbourne where we had about a million lockdowns uh like lockdown for two years I bought you know there's like over the door pull-up handle things and I could not do a single pull-up. So I gave myself like, okay, I can't really like have like a crazy hectic training goal over this time. I'm just gonna be kind to myself. And I'm just gonna like give myself the, like the tiny goal of like just being able to do pull-ups. And now that's my, like, that's my favorite um, lat exercise. It's like everything else as well, but like, I, it's cool. I like doing pull-ups. I love a lot pullover. Um... I, I would say that on the trainer is actually, I, I never liked lat pullovers, like in the gym with like a dumbbell. I always felt like this is, this is like how I'm going to like smash my face. Um, but like on the trainer, I feel like I can like actually load a decent amount of weight that I don't have to like, cause I, I could never handle like that, that same amount in like a dumbbell and like control it back and forward. And then I was always using something too light that wasn't challenging enough, but like, I don't know with the machine, I probably one of my very 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 favorite like back exercises where I can like really load it up but I also feel like super controlled through the entire range yeah I think I I'm think in the I same boat if it is you okay I think I need to change more pullovers into my programs I do them before bench to warm up but I do them differently and I would have the Vitruvian bench on the side and then I move into like a hip thrust position and then pull them over because that's how my coach wants me to do them. Maybe that's why mm. I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. I do them. Um, I'm struggling to envision what you just said. Oh, that it's, way. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's like a hip thrust. It helps with the arch because it's like you're yeah, opening yeah, up your yep. chest more. Um, and that's why I do them pre-bench. Yeah. So I, I've always liked doing them like where I'm lying down on the whole bench like even my butt and all that kind of mm. stuff but I found that um when I was doing them like under free weights like on a dumbbell like in like like you know um upper peck and all that kind of stuff would kick in if I didn't really think about like 
like slowing down and controlling to get like, you know, that actual contraction in the lats. Um, mm. I felt like I had to kind of like move slower because I almost wanted to overcompensate using something else when they were like, when lats were weaker for me. But I found like, yeah, on the, on the machine, like it really gets you to like use them properly, but it's a little bit more, fit. like you can either do the, the old school thing and really kill yourself if you want to and make it really strict or you can you know, use time under tension for that more forgiving type, like, you know, approach, but it will still allow you to like target your lats without having to dramatically slow down your movement to make sure like other muscles don't overcompensate for you. Can I just apologize for like the spooky video I have right now? Yeah, I know. Like you got some like hectic lighting going on. Like welcome to Around the World Coaching Corner where we're all in different time zones. Uh, yeah, it's, it feels like I'm in an episode of like the Blair Witch Project. So I just, I'm so sorry if it's like distracting. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to fix it other than turn away. Yeah, I only have one quick question to go anyway. And that is how do you change the handles? And that was actually under the other episode on YouTube. So how do you change your handles? Um, I personally find the easiest way to change the handle is to leave the connector at, like by the machine. Like, so don't try to pull it out while it's on the machine, pull the black ring down and then take out. I know some people like to pull the connector out. I find that that's like more challenging. So just keeping the connector on the machine is the easiest way to go. I have found that like uh, sometimes if you know someone has a hard time like bending over or any sort of like back issues, one kind of like little trick is you can actually use like one of the safety cables to kind of like plug it in and then pull it up and then disconnect kind of like you know those little like grabbers that people would use yeah. to like want to bend over and grab something kind of like a grabber so you can use like your safety cables to kind of like plug in to pull the thing out but I would say the easiest is just uh keep it as close to the machine as possible yeah fun fact like this is so random that we're talking about this because I just had a word with one of the engineers yesterday and um, he was talking to me like about how the safety feature of the quick connectors is so that it'll remain connected when it's under tension. So like, you know, the safety feature is that like, it, like when the cables, uh, the ropes are being pulled and you're holding onto the handles, there's no way that that thing will disconnect when it's got like an actual pull. Mm. So that's an actual safety feature. So the more you actually try to pull while you're pulling the ring down, the more you're like getting it to jam inside because it's a safety feature. There you go. Hot Fun tip. fact, I like that. Hot tip. Fun fact, awesome. safety I think, feature. <laughs> I think that wraps it up for today. I think yeah. we've covered, covered everything. So well done team. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please get in touch if you've got any other questions. We're more than happy to help. And then until next month, stay strong, see you on the leaderboard and stick to your new habits. Bye. Peace.